0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Bayou
1: 95.7, New Orleans
0: only classic
1: rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. The guess who there, they were battery. a couple of weeks ago. Um, they 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 played a show with Wilson Phillips. But the guess who you're talking about a band that literally started in 1958 under a different name they they got big in the late 60s 1968 or so and and the band was led by two guys Burton Cummings and Randy backman the re the, and the reason I bring this up, and then Randy Bachman left when the Guess Who was really big. They're from Canada, and then he started Bachman Turner Overdrive. But the reason I'm bringing this up, because I was wondering who from the from the classic era was in the Guess Who when they came to Metairie a, a couple of weeks ago, and they just played up north. I've got some friends up north, and and. A couple of my friends up there went to see that show. Uh, a guitar player named Gary Peterson is is a guy that 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 was around back then, and he he's still he's still with them. The bass player going around now with the Guess Who is a guy named Rudy Sarzo, who was in Quiet Riot. He 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 was in Quiet Riot when when they um. When they were at their peak, with, with, with "Come On Feel the Noise," and, and he was also in Ozzy Osbourne's band for those first couple of albums with his former Quiet Riot guitar player, Randy Rhodes. He he. It was just bizarre seeing Rudy Sarzo playing bass with the Guess Who. And it just goes to show you, as long as there's one guy still kicking around, Gary Peterson guy, you could you could bring the band on the road even all of these years later and still play the the, the songs that people remember and the and, and the songs that people like. And um, we we see that with with lots of bands these days. I mean, the Black Crows are touring now, and, and they just have the two brothers the two robinson brothers that's it they don't have anybody else who was a black crow for those first two amazing black crow black crows albums and we thought the um the the second black crows album was was the best black crows album but 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 there are there, there's nobody outside of the robinson brothers uh, chris singing and rich playing guitar who's in the Black Crows now, and the, and the Black Crows are coming here for, for Jazz Fest
2: this fall. Has there ever been a band that has been completely replaced but kept, but kept the original name? Meaning that, let's say you have a band and it has four members. Then all of a sudden, they, they replace one member, then another member, then another member, right? And you still had that one original member, but you got the three other new members. But then that original member, they they, they toured for a little while, but then the original member, they replaced him. Now, it's, it's technically still a new entirely band but the other three that were new are now older and they replaced somebody else and now it's a a new band it's kind of like that hammer thing you know like if you replaced the head of a hammer and but you still kept the handle it's the same handle but what if you replace the handle is it a new hammer so is there a, a situation where a band has been completely re- replaced yeah i
1: i think there are some instances out there coleman where we we're there's no original members left, but but there's someone that replaced an original member. I, I I think with with some of the some of the southern rock bands, I mean you got a band like Molly Hatchet. They're they're on they're on in some some instruments. They're on their third fourth replacement. The, those guys those guys lived lived the hard life. Um, I remember I remember the Temptations, the Motown sound there was a big big deal going on with who's left and there's one guy who was kind of original he replaced somebody who left and 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 then and then there was a legal ramifications i think somebody sued somebody but but the i i think there 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 are some bands out there that still tour they're not very big and they don't play big places they play small places but they, they call themselves the band name right. that that people know, but they don't have anybody that was that was originally there when the when the band started and when the band first made a name for itself. Um, I know there's a there, there was one, 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 one band. I think they had the original light guy. You know, and, 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 well that's who's left. Well, you know, we, we kind of puts the light. The spotlight on the on the singer and the guitar player when he's doing the solo, but you know the the way I look at it is uh, if if there's still an audience for that, if there's if there's still a, a market for that, if they could go out and sell a few hundred tickets to go see them play at different places across the country, hell, why not?
2: You know, I grew up listening to rap, and I couldn't imagine a rap group replacing one of the rap members with another rapper and try to pass them off. Like NWA, for instance. There's no way you can, like, oh, Dr. Dre, somebody could replace a Dr. Dre or replace an Ice Cube. It would be kind of weird. You go see NWA, and then somebody who's not Ice Cube comes out and starts rapping Ice Cube's lyrics. Like, you can't do that. You know how, like, you can take a band and you can replace the lead singer with somebody that kind of sounds, sounds like, like the lead singer, and it wouldn't matter because they have the same sound. But with rap, you couldn't do something like that—have somebody rap somebody else's lyrics who isn't the original guy. That would be—that would be too awkward.
1: No, nah, in rap, you just make a big movie like straight out of that uh, did well, and people like saw. Um, I just thought that was interesting, and then you, there you've, you've got you've got Rudy Sarzo playing bass. For the guess who but they're still out there and they're still they're still going across the country playing they're the, the the songs that that, that people like from them from 50, 50 years ago so even over that in some cases all right coming up on the show this morning this past weekend was the first weekend for the olympics in tokyo japan Coleman, you watch any Olympics?
2: I didn't see any of it. You didn't see any of it? Not one. I didn't see not, I, one iota of the Olympics. The only thing I've seen from the Olympics is what people po- posted on Facebook over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm I flipping the channels uh, the last couple of nights. And, and I stopped on NBC because they're, they're the ones who are showing the Olympics. And um, the one thing that's exciting about the Olympics, every four years... There, there's a handful of sports that people care about and get excited about. And then we don't care about them or get excited about them or watch them for another four years until the next Olympics. S- things like swimming and gymnastics and things like that. Um, America got off to a, uh, a, a pretty good start. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And the, the big story this morning on the show Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas at the end of last week news broke about him he's he just got surgery on the ankle he injured in week 1 last season he just got surgery in June and now he's going to miss at least the first half of the season people have a lot of questions about that why did he wait so long to get the surgery um i mean and after he signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL for a wide receiver he played the one game and then he, then he got hurt in that game and, and then he missed a lot of last year then he came back remember but he was never really a hundred percent that that contract now isn't is not looking as good as, as the day he signed it uh, we got a lot to do on the show this morning hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station
0: call from mom Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Bayou 95.7 New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterland here with you. Hope you had a good weekend. Did you watch any of the Olympics? This this past weekend was the was the opening weekend for the uh it was supposed to be the 2020 summer olympics in Tokyo, Japan. But because of uh the pandemic, it's the 2020 olympics are now in 2021. They have no fans there that that sit in the stands to watch any of the events. And it's got to be a bit of a letdown. But at least they're 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 trying to get through the olympics i've always been a sports fan and i've always thought the the olympics were were pretty cool because every 4 years we get interested in a few sports that we don't care about for for 4 years and then and then every 4 years all, all of a sudden you know we're all paying attention to swimming and we're all paying attention to gymnastics. And and I always thought that was wild about the Olympics, how these are literally the best athletes in the world who, who train every day pretty much for four years to try to uh, accomplish their, their goals. And... This year's Olympics, they, they've they added a couple of, of sports. There's skateboarding this year for the first time at the Olympics. And wouldn't you know, this past weekend, there was a guy, a skateboarder, who was out there with a broken wrist, with a cast on his right wrist, skateboarding, because he just broke his wrist. While he was practicing getting ready to go for the Olympics, and you think he was gonna let that stop him?
2: Oh no
1: he's a skateboarder he No, know they just cast me up. I'm gonna still go out there and i'm gonna I'm gonna compete against the greatest skateboarders in the world here with with one of my arms in a cast i thought I thought that was pretty cool. Our basketball team. The United States lost to France. Uh, very uncool. And I thought, and, and most of us thought, many of us thought, that after the NBA guys, the professionals, started playing in the Olympics again, when, when the Dream Team started, the greatest basketball team ever on planet Earth, the, the, the one that had Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and others i i i i always thought when when that started we'd never lose an olympic basketball game again um and for the most part that's right but but these days there are so many guys from so many different countries in the nba and uh, like last, uh, like over the weekend for France, the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert was was on was on France, and this past year he was the Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. Is a big center, you don't go inside against him, and and that's that's one of the reasons why we lost to France, and it's going to be tough now for the um, american olympic basketball team to go all the way and, and and win the gold medal plus with some of these other countries they've been they the guys on those teams have been playing together for a long long time meanwhile here's the american team okay you got some guys from the nba we'll just throw them together for a couple of weeks and hopefully they can they can click. You know, basketball season just ended and, and and taking a bunch of really talented guys putting together but you're playing them against teams each player may not be as talented but they've been playing together for a very long time and and that on-court chemistry means something.
2: Well, overall, do you think the American basketball players are getting worse, or do you think around the world basketball players are getting better because they have more access to better training facilities, more access to online training? Uh, they, you know, they can watch the NBA, you know, on their smartphones now, so they they're learning tips from the pros. Or do you think the American basketball players just aren't as hungry as the Dream Team was when you did have Rodman and Jordan and all them?
1: I don't. I don't think Coleman American basketball players are getting worse. I I, I think the game has grown around the globe obviously our game we invented it um, and 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 now you look at the NBA as I said earlier you know some of the best players from from different countries all over the all over the world are are in the NBA they're they're playing here so it'll it'll be um, it'll be something to see if if the American basketball team can can get it together.
2: But it also it, – I just get the sense that today's Olympic basketball teams, they are just playing for the hell of it. They're playing for fun. They already got big contracts. They don't have anything to prove. They don't want to prove that, you know, America is the – they don't have that drive like the dream to – like Jordan and they wanted to prove that they were the best in the world. It just seems like this year's team – are the teams, you know, in the past few generations just play just for the hell of it, just to have fun, just to be there, just to say there was an Olympics. Because when they get home, they're going to be good. Like they don't have anything to really
1: prove that, well, you know,
2: they don't have anything to that motivate them, that incentive like the dream team had.
1: Well, if that's if that's the case, then those guys shouldn't be on the team. I mean, they, they should always take pride in, in representing uh, this country on a, on, on a world stage. But you, you don't and you, you, the swimming you think about, I mentioned you, know, you them and all the other Olympic athletes, they they train every day for four years. And here's their shot. And last night there was a swimming match where someone came in fourth. It was an American who came in fourth, so they didn't get a medal, didn't want a gold, silver, or bronze. They came in fourth literally, by one one hundredth of a second, think about that one one hundredth of a second was the difference between them getting a medal and them getting nothing squadouche and that's what that's what
2: but you can't blame him he got water in his eyes so he couldn't see
1: but think about that <laughs> for one one hundredth of a second they' going four years you have nothing to show for. You know, yeah, I went to Tokyo and I, I, I came in fourth. I just missed it. When when you say just, how much did you miss it by? One, one hundredth of a second. That's basically if he didn't if he didn't clip his fingernails when he did. If he if he if he let his fingernail grow a couple of more days, when he, when he touched the wall, he may have ended up getting. The bronze medal.
2: You're right. That is that is like so many factors involved. He could have just shaved his head that morning. You know, maybe it was like one hair, or maybe he he had one bite to eat more than he should have. Like one, I'll just I'll take I'll just take one more chip before I go to bed. That probably made the difference. Just one thing he did that that day prior. Maybe he didn't go to the, go to the restroom before he went, and, you know, in chains. It could have that could have made the the difference between him having a bronze medal. Yeah, Just he, something as simple as that.
1: You 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 can't lose something by any less than one one hundredth of a second. You know, I, I, I don't know exactly which swimming race it was. But there's a couple of the longer swimming races where they swim for like three minutes or whatever. You're you're swimming out there for with the best in the world for three minutes, three And it comes down to one one hundredth of a second. That's to me, that is just that is that is mind numbing. And and I I, I feel bad for the person who lost because now well try again if I'm lucky four years from
2: now yeah that's gonna keep him up at night for about four years now, Just... now, now I gotta
1: go back and I gotta train and I gotta stay in shape and I gotta work out every day for the next four years and 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 during the during the the American basketball loss to France they brought a they brought a, a robot out and and the robot pressed everybody with an impeccable with, with impeccable shooting. During halftime of the United States France basketball game, Th- that that game was was overshadowed by a robot at halftime. Robot was spotted at the foul line taking uh, taking a while, but but he was still knocking down all the foul shots. I mean, the robot was shooting better than than than. All the players. The the, the robot is, is shooting better foul shots than all of the NBA players. Because I guess all you gotta do is, 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 is push a couple of buttons on the robot. And the robot didn't miss. The the, the only the only thing was it, it took them uh, a, a, a little bit longer than, than than it takes the players in between shots. But that's something we, we got we got impeccable shooting robots on the basketball court
2: how long do you think it'll be before we start accepting robots into the olympics like what games do you think it'll be
1: well i don't know coleman but i've i you know i always said and i and i changed my mind about this i for for many years i always thought if human beings were going to be taken over by something it it would be monkeys it would be chimps it would be gorillas not anymore i i think i think the robots will 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 we'll take over uh people but there will always have to be a person programming those robots but but anybody who wanted to get really devious push some buttons and robots nothing better than human beings and I'll, i put the monkeys behind them all right coming up on the show this morning there's there's uh, a, a lot of saints fans who are uh, Confused, upset about why star wide receiver Michael Thomas just decided to get surgery on the ankle he injured in week one last year. He waited until June of this year. And we all just found out about it late last week. And, and now, because of that, he, he's going to miss the first half of the season. This year for the Saints. People have a lot of questions about that. Um, We'll tell you the latest we know about that. We we have a lot to do on the show this morning. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Scientists have discovered a ring of fire on Venus. Well, that's much better than them finding a ring of fire on Uranus. How about that? (laughs) Something that we can, all these years later, we could still learn so much about stuff. Uh, Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. I, I think... Most people enjoy Doritos, right? One teenager in Australia just discovered an extremely rare Dorito. And for his discovery, got $20,000. A
2: teenager
1: in Australia, a 13-year-old, Won this twenty thousand um, dollars? I guess her name is Riley Stewart. I saw, I saw Riley Stewart, and I just thought it was a, as a guy. But these days, people name kids they they, and and their names could be any any one of the several genders. A, a thirteen Australian girl named Riley Stewart was eating Doritos and she found one puffy one. And you know if you've ever eaten Doritos, there's there's no such thing as puffy Doritos. And So she decided to to go online and put the puffy Dorito up for sale. And because she did that, Doritos is rewarding 13-year-old Riley Stewart from Queensland, Australia, $20,000 for her entrepreneur. After she just happened upon a very unique air-filled Dorito. I, I love Doritos, and I've I've never seen one of those
2: before. They do have them. They call Doritos 3D. I think somebody got mixed up at the plant. They're all puffy Doritos. It's called 3D, is either called Doritos 3D or 3D Doritos, where it's like an air-filled triangle. So maybe somebody at the plant accidentally put a, a a Doritos 3D in a regular Doritos bag and now she came upon $20,000. Nothing could have went wrong with that. Imagine buying that bag of Doritos or imagine there's a lot of accidental puffy Doritos in a bag, but you crunched the bag up because you left it in your car seat or something or you sat on it and now you messed up your chance to get $20,000 because you squished or crunched your puffy Dorito.
1: Are you sure? Yeah, I, 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 Be, because I'm. I've read this whole story, and it says nothing about 3D
2: Doritos. I'm, I'm, I'm confident there was something called Doritos 3D. Let me see to make sure I'm not tripping. It's, it's like a puffy version of Doritos.
1: It's wild what some people will buy. You know, there are there are things that that people see mm-hmm. get in their possession. And they'll take a picture of it and and they'll and they'll put it online, they'll they'll put it out there for sale on eBay. And and seemingly there's always somebody that will that, that, that will buy something like this.
2: Yeah, I'm looking the, at it right now. Doritos three D is Puffy Doritos. I know I wasn't tripping. While the
1: listing online stated only puffy Dorito, one of a kind. Doritos saw that. And Doritos decided to give this 13-year-old girl from Australia the
2: $20,000. I guess that was nice of them. Yes,
1: yeah, she said, quote, I was about to eat it, and I thought I better save it for later. I saw $10,000 from one bidder And I, like, screamed.
2: (laughs) I like how she said, she didn't scream, she liked scream.
1: (laughs) Her dad is saying that since he bought the packet, it's his chip. But I ate the packet and found it, so I believe it's my chip. (laughs) There have been others before her who have tried to make a buck off of unique-looking foods online. Earlier this year, a teenager in Idaho sold a jar with a Dorito in it as a conversation piece for $20. In June, a Chicken McNugget went for a mind-boggling $100,000 on eBay due to its resemblance to a character from the mystery video game Among Us.
2: I remember that Chicken Nugget.
1: This also isn't the first time that a Dorito chip has deviated from its snack-size triangle. The company that owns Doritos, Frito-Lay, and they're a uh, subsidiary of Pepsi Corporation, they launched special foot-long Doritos, the biggest in the world. Uh, They did that uh, a few years ago. But Coleman, I've, I've, I haven't seen anything about the 3D Doritos.
2: I'll, I'll send you some pictures of the 3D Doritos so you can see what I'm talking about. But there was a product called 3D Doritos, and it was just puffy Doritos, just like this woman is describing. So I'm assuming that somebody accidentally put a puffy 3D Dorito inside of a regular D- Doritos bag, and she just happened to luck up on it. But there was a product called 3D Doritos, or Doritos 3Ds.
1: Well, this 13-year-old girl from uh, Queensland, Australia just got paid $20,000 from Doritos because she got a Dorito, a Dorito filled with air, took a picture of it, put it online, tried selling it, and uh, Doritos saw it and gave her hair. We'll give you the 20 grand. Coming up next on the show, it's this morning's Big O segment. Saints star wide receiver Michael Thomas looks like he's going to miss the first half of the season because he just had his ankle operated on this past June. The ankle, the same ankle that he hurt in week one of the regular season last year. Why did he? Why did he wait so long to get the surgery? And and he's the he's the when he signed his contract last year the biggest contract in the history of wide receivers in the NFL, Uh, and it's been a rough going since he signed his name on that contract. That's our big O this morning. Uh, I want to get your take on that. Got a lot to get to on the show. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. ninety five point seven New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland. Here with you. And I hope you had a good weekend. Making it through the uh, the heat. It's supposed to be another. Uh, there's a heat advisory again for today, like there was yesterday and, and, and Saturday. Um. You know, you live you live around here. Be careful out there. They say they they say today. It could get up to feels like 110 or 112. At the end of last week on Friday, after our show ended, news broke. Oh, and by the way, since it's just a little bit after seven, this is this morning's big O.
0: Oh.
1: Oh. 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 on friday the saints announced that their star wide receiver the wide receiver who not that long ago signed the biggest contract in the history of nfl wide receivers and then and then after he signed that contract he got hurt in the first game last year against Tampa Bay hurt his ankle Then he missed a bunch of games and he came back but he was never really a hundred percent and then that the the season ended and I think he along with team doctors were, were hoping just rest would help get his ankle better. But that didn't happen. As on Friday the Saints announced that a few weeks ago in June Michael Thomas had ankle surgery. He he had an operation on that ankle. And he's going to be out for about the first half of this upcoming season. That was the, the, the first question most fans had was, well, why did he wait until until June to get that surgery? And the thinking there is, because no one's really 100% sure, the, the, the people around Michael Thomas, they don't say much. But people are thinking, that he wanted to see if it would just heal naturally without having to go under the knife. But when when last month came around, his ankle was still bothering him, and so he, he had surgery, which is going to mean he's going to be out about the first half of this uh, upcoming season. By the way, the the Saints report to training camp on Thursday. Ever since Michael Thomas signed that contract, making him the highest-paid wide receiver in the history of the NFL, it hasn't gone very well. And, and obviously the quarterback that helped make him such a great receiver. Drew Brees is, is, is no longer playing. And so that contract he signed right now is uh not looking very good. You know, the Saints, like every NFL team, they, they they have a salary cap. Every team has a certain number, they they set a number, and then all your players on your team have to be have to be at or below that number. And, and, and his contract takes up a good percentage of that number. And this is looking pretty rough. Right now. And 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 as of right now, the the Saints number one wide receiver who who's healthy is Traquan Smith I I uh I can't wait for football I love football I'm a huge football fan But this is a this is this is an issue why why it took so long for Michael Thomas I, I guess like I said they're they're thinking he wanted to see if it would just heal naturally without going under the knife but that just wasn't happening and that's why he he got the surgery on his ankle last month which which will keep him out for about half of the season if we're if we're lucky. If you're listening right now, I mean obviously when when he signed the contract, he earned what they offered him. But ever since he signed that contract, because of him hurting his ankle in week one after he signed that contract last year, it looks like a pretty rough signing, and it looks like a signing that could that could do a lot of damage to this team at, at least this year um text us it, it, is that why he waited until june to get the surgery because he wanted to see if it would heal naturally on its own without going under the knife and, and and how much is this in your opinion gonna hurt the Saints the this, this upcoming season uh, text us and, and and do you do you have an issue now with that with that contract again when he when he signed it it looked it looked good no nobody's thinking he's gonna get hurt the first game after he signs the biggest contract that any wide receiver in the history of the NFL, signed. But it's looking uh, it's looking extremely rough right now. Text us your thoughts on this Michael Thomas situation, 504-260-9595. Please keep your text short. If it's good, we'll read it coming up next on the show. And please never text while you're driving. A head-scratching, pretty frustrating Big O this morning. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. If you're just joining us this morning's Big O segment, it's about Michael Thomas, the star wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints, who's going to miss the first half of the season because he recently had his injured ankle operated on in June, it's the same ankle he injured in week one of the regular season last year, and, and it cost him to miss some games. And then when he came back, he was never really the same Michael Thomas who signed the biggest contract of any wide receiver in NFL history. And i just wondering why... He waited until June, and and we mentioned how Michael Thomas's camp. They don't they don't say much, and people are speculating that he waited after the season ended because he wanted his ankle to heal naturally uh, before he uh, he didn't want to get get surgery, but it wasn't happening. And so people are just guessing that's why he waited, and, and and he didn't get surgery until June, which will now cause him to to miss the, the first half of the season after signing that massive contract. Boy, and we asked you to text us uh, your thoughts on this.
2: This first text says, the team should be able to claim half of this year's salary. Injuries are a part of the game. This year's draft was the deepest in wide receivers, and it makes you wonder.
1: I don't think they can do that, though. You 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 sign a contract, and and you you make that money for that year.
2: This text says it's amazing. It seems like the city's curse. Just look at Zion Williamson. This last text says. Man, I thought Tennessee Volunteer fans complained a lot until I heard Inks fans. Jeez.
1: Well, t- Tennessee Volunteers fans haven't had much to root for in recent history. The Saints have had a whole lot. Saints fans have had a whole lot more to root for. Um, thank you for the text. Yeah, this is uh, I'm not complaining. It's just a, it's a, it's a big question. Why did he wait till June?
2: You think he did it on purpose so he can have half a year off? He can still get paid the big bucks and not have to work as hard.
1: Could be Coleman. It, it, could be. Could be. Many things. I. I. I have no idea. It, it, just the big question: Why? Why did he wait until June? That's. That's the. And and what most people are speculating is that he he wanted it to heal naturally, but it, it wasn't happening, and so he had to go under the knife. Uh, coming up on the show, Britney Spears just released a topless picture of herself. Did, did Did you see that? Heard about about the Free Britney movement going on? Hashtag Free Britney, hashtag Free Britney's nipples. Uh, that's coming up. Hang out with us. Still on the show this morning, on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans only. Classic Rock Station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. Saturday night, Britney Spears posted a half-naked photo of herself, a topless photo of herself, on her her Instagram. And it it was her second half-nude picture that she posted in less than 48 hours. We've, we've got the picture on our website at Bayou957.com. The, the nipples have been edited just a little bit. I mean, she put a couple of starry things over the nipples, I, I, I think. Or, well, she or somebody did that. And you know how she's going through the issue with her conservatorship. She just got a new lawyer. And she's trying to get control back of her life of her of her finances and she says pretty much everything else her her father has been in charge of the Louisiana Natives finances and some other things for a while now ever ever since she she, Kind of, kind of lost it and and shaved her head, and they 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 were worried that she wouldn't be able to be in full mental capacity to handle the big money that she had earned and still continued to earn.
2: And I think that's unfair when you think about all the celebrities that have went crazy or displayed some kind of crazy behavior, yet they still have control over their money, you know?
1: Yeah, and evidently, Coleman, from what I've read, there are a bunch of people, I mean not famous like Britney Spears, but there are a bunch of people in the United States who are dealing with the same issue that Britney Spears is dealing with. They're, they're grown adults, yet they still have someone in charge of a lot of very important details of their
2: lives. So do you think this picture that she posted on Instagram is going to help her case out at all? I was going to ask you that. Because I'm not sure. Because
1: she has, since this whole Free Britney thing, has been going on. And by the way, this is becoming a big movement in the United States. I think last weekend or two weekends ago, there was supposed to be some some march or some rally in Washington DC for free Britney. And, and there are lots of, there are lots of celebrities who are coming out saying, you know, give the, give the woman her life back. And, and so, as I mentioned, she recently got a new lawyer and this new lawyer, he's a, he's a shark out there in Hollywood. And, uh, he's, uh, He's got one goal and one goal only, and that's to uh, separate Britney Spears' father and, and the conservatorship from her.
2: Yeah, about that rally, I think they was trying to make merchandise for the rally, but they spelled Britney's name wrong on all of the T-shirts and all of the merch that they were trying to sell to profit off of Free Britney's movement.
1: Well, I I, I know that there were 10,000... Hashtag free Britney T-shirts made. The problem is they spelled her name wrong. They 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 spelled it B R I T, um, A N Y. They spelled it that way. She spells it B R I T N E Y. So they they have to find some other Britney who spells her name that way, B R I T T A N Y, who's having issues of not being free and they have to maybe Is
2: it isn't it ironic though? Here here's Britney Spears, right? She's fighting for control of her own money. And the people that's supposed to be supporting her, talking about hashtag free Britney, are making merchandise and making money off of her movement. <laughs> She doesn't have control of her own money, but you can make merchandise saying, yeah, we want Britney to have control of her own money and make money off the hashtag Free Britney merch. Well, I'm thinking, well, if you really care about Britney Spears' money that much to the point where you sell Free Britney merch, give us some of that money you're making off of her situation. They are profiting off her situation, and she can't make money off of her own situation.
1: I see the irony there.
2: <laughs> but if I, was the, if I was Britney, I would go to the judge and say, look, look at Kanye West." Look at all these other celebrities. They go crazy. They still have control over their own money. Why can't I?
1: Although she's, again, she, on Saturday night, for the second time in less than 48 hours, Britney Spears posted a provocative, topless photo. And this was late Saturday night, as her battle to end her controlling conservatorship rages on. Although she's wearing the same teeny denim cut-off shorts as she was in Friday's photo, the photo she released on Saturday night, the newer picture shows the uh, star from Kentwood, Louisiana, cupping her breasts just underneath her nipples, which are censored out of the image with star graphics
2: oh
1: i know some people want to
2: that just means that the real photos are out there somewhere
1: well some people want to adjust the slogan now to hashtag free britney's nipples but there were a um after she posted this picture there were a bunch of famous people who commented underneath the photo yeah you go girl Go, yeah. You go get control of your money I and your see, life back. I don't see I, how I'm flashing I flash About a week or so ago, <laughs> she posted a, a, a video of her in a French maid's outfit yeah. with, with her boobs just everywhere, dancing around. And then since that, she's posted videos of her in a bikini just dancing around by herself, just into the camera. I, mean, I, I don't know all of this stuff it's showing people that she's in complete control of everything.
2: Yeah. I don't see how this helps her argument who wakes up and says, how am I going to convince the judge to give me control of my own money? I know I'll just post pictures of me flashing my boobs and dance around in my French maid outfit. That'll show the judge and go to the judge and say, see, look, I do have control over my life. I do have control over my mental faculties because I just flashed everybody my boobs.
1: If you want to see the topless picture that she posted on Saturday night, it's on our website right now. And again, the her her nipples are censored out of the picture with star graphics. But but still, it's I mean it's a, it's an incredible shot. It really is. She's standing there looking up to the sky, and 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 there she is, uh, holding holding her uh, her boobs.
2: And you can kind of see up her nose a little bit. She 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 is. Have She is staring at the sky.
1: Uh, check out that picture for yourself on our website at bayou957.com. Coming up next on the show, I got a real happy story about how social media helps people. I mean, we've seen so many of stories of how social media does not help people. It hurts people. I've got a I got a real happy story for you next coming up on the show. We still got the dumbest thing I read all morning. we got a lot to do this morning still. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterlin here with you. Hope you had a good weekend. We've seen instances where social media has really helped people. And we've seen... Times when, when, when social media has really, really hurt people. Um, lots of people have, have jobs be, be, because of social media. We've mentioned on this show how in divorce cases in the last decade here in the United States of America, Facebook and social media, other social media, has been listed as a reason. Why people are getting divorced,
2: I think it's kind of misleading to say is social media has been the cause. I think it's what people post on social media. social media in within itself is harmless. It depends on what you post that determines whether or not the consequences that happen
1: all right, Coleman, that's fair. What we've also seen and we've talked about on this show how social media has helped a lot of people the 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 one the the one story I always remember when something like this comes up is it, it was, uh, what, a year and a half ago maybe in San Diego, California at a Starbucks. A woman, a customer, wasn't happy with something that was happening there. So she started recording on her cell phone that went to her social media. And she thought, it was going to make her look good and make the barista at Starbucks look bad. But the exact opposite happened. Everybody who saw the video felt bad for the barista. They were like, "What? why is this woman doing this to this poor person? And they started sending money to him. And he got lots of money. I think it was in the hundreds of thousands of dollars.
2: Right, and the original woman said she wanted some of the money because if it wasn't for her recording him, the barista, the barista wouldn't get any of the money. So she felt like she was entitled to some of it.
1: That's right, and and if I remember correctly, I don't think the judge was buying what she was selling. Nah,
2: nah, (laughs)
1: nope. and, And that Starbucks employee ended up getting, I think, a couple of hundred thousand. But we've seen instances where people see something that's sad or unfortunate and they'll they'll put it out on their social media and then it and then it takes off people see it and they start sharing it and it goes viral and and good things come out of that for the for the for the people who are seen in the video or the picture or whatever that's that that's pretty sad or unfortunate well the other day, at the big in the United States, you, you know what the, the airport with the most traffic in the United States is? It's Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport.
2: I would have never guessed.
1: And on Wednesdays, there's a professional piano player named Tony Valentine Carter who sets up uh, and plays at the, at the airport as, as people are going by him. Some pa- airline passenger who happens to be a motivational speaker and an author had an hour-long layover in that airport in Atlanta. He saw the pianist, and and, and the pianist was playing, playing very well. So the motivational speaker and the author opened his Instagram and began recording the piano player. And that guy, by the way, his name is Carlos Whitaker, an airline passenger. He has a following of more than 170,000 people on his Instagram. And once people saw this piano player playing in the airport in Atlanta, On this guy's Instagram page, they started sending money in. And and he's received more than $60,000 in tips when that Instagram influencer recorded him playing.
2: So wait, all right. If there's a guy playing the piano, right? And somebody else uses the, their phone and their Instagram account to record the uh, the piano player, are they sending the tips to the guy who's recording it and the guy who recorded gives the tips to the piano player or did the guy tag the piano player in his Instagram post, like called his name, like, hey, by the way, what's your name? I'll tag you in my Instagram post and that's how we got the tips. I'm kind of confused how, if the if the guy's playing the piano and another dude's recording it, how's, how is the tips going to the dude playing the piano and not the guy who's holding the phone? Well, w- one
1: of those two things happened, Coleman, and I, I, I believe, from what I understand, that the the tips started coming in to Carlos Whitaker that that's the motivational speaker and the author. It started coming into his Instagram because he was the one that was that was video recording, and then and then he just, he,
2: he... oh, he probably Venmoed a cash app or whatever did one of those. New technical transfer yeah, deals. Yeah, PayPal,
1: whatever. Okay. And, 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 and he, right. he got the money to the uh, piano player. Carlos Whitaker, the, the, the author and motivational speaker, the, the airline traveler that day, he struck up a conversation with the piano player, Tony Valentine Carter. And the motivational speaker asked the pianist if he would participate in his podcast human hope I guess you guys got a podcast too and um, the piano player said he asked me do I have hope in humanity and I told him no I didn't see it and then he said of course that changed as soon as the sixty thousand dollars Came his way.
2: Ah, well, yeah, sixty thousand dollars would change anyone's mind.
1: Within minutes, Carlos Whitaker's social media following and strangers began sending money through Cash Apps.
2: That's that's what it is. It was through Cash App.
1: Contributing in the first half hour, you got more than ten thousand dollars. and and he got over $61,000 when it was all said and done. And then messages started flooding in, people sending their appreciation for his talent and his passion. And they were they were thanking him for the entertainment that they were getting from just watching this other guys Instagram Uh, But at first, the 66-year-old piano player, he didn't know what was going on. But but then, as his hour layover at the Atlanta-Hartsfield Airport was ending, that's when Whitaker revealed to Valentine, the piano player, hey, humanity is taking over here. You know, and since then, that piano player who plays once a week at the airport in Atlanta, he's gotten over ten thousand followers on, on on his Instagram.
2: So now it makes me wonder. Here's this guy who plays piano once a week at an airport. And he must be good because this is a busy airport. He has a cool name, Tony Valentine, and he also has. 10,000 followers on his social media.
1: Well, he just got that after this other guy. And he said, this guy, Carlos Whitaker, blew into my life like a tsunami. I mean, he had an hour layover at the airport in Atlanta where I play piano on Wednesdays. He just happened to see me. He said, I was having a typical day at work, and now uh, I've been blessed by this man and his followers. So there's a guy who was asked the question,
2: do you have faith in humanity? Right, and, and what, he said no. Right, so that was and asking, within minutes, that all turned around. So, what does a guy who doesn't have faith in humanity play on his piano? Like with genre of music? That's what I'm thinking. Here's this guy on Wednesdays. You don't know what he's going through, and he's playing the most beautiful music, probably. And you and he and you you, you are unaware. And then his name is Tony Valentine. You wouldn't think that a guy who plays a piano really nicely so much that they they let him come back once a week in. His name is Tony Valentine. You wouldn't think that he would not have hope in humanity. So I'm wondering, how beautifully does he play if he doesn't have hope in humanity? Is he just going through the motions? Well, does he, he have, must have been, He <laughs> must
1: have been playing great because a lot of people saw it, appreciated it, and, and sent them money and thanked them and such. And now he has faith in humanity.
2: So now it makes me wonder, now that he has this rejuvenated faith in humanity, will his piano playing style change? Like, now that he has faith in humanity, would he come back and start doing the Different piano keystrokes and doing something different, and he completely blows it.
1: <laughs> well, that was a, that was a happy, happy social media story with a happy ending, and we like that here on this radio show. Coming up, I still got the dumbest thing I, I read all morning, and a Florida man is involved in this. Some things never change. Uh, hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans-only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans-only classic rock station. I saw this story yesterday and I just said, no! The Center for Disease Control is monitoring more than 200 people for potential exposure to monkeypox. Monkeypox? Not monkey, but And these things, these things show up on your body. And, they, and they're all over your body. This The story's out of Dallas, Texas. Dozens of people are being monitored for potential exposure to monkeypox. Dallas was confirmed to have the virus. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the man had recently from Nigeria to the United States. He flew from Lagos, Nigeria, to Atlanta in early July, and then he flew from Atlanta to Dallas. The CDC is working with airline and state and local health officials to track down and assess passengers who may have come in contact with this man during the flights. The CDC is monitoring more than 200 people in 27 states. There are no additional cases have been detected. They say monkeypox is primarily spread through droplets, according to the CDC. Uh, so officials believe there is low risk the virus spread as travelers are currently required to wear we- to wear masks in flight. The C D C says human to human transmission of monkeypox is rare. And this is the first confirmed case in the United States since we had an outbreak back in two thousand and three. I don't remember I, I don't I don't know if you remember that. It's not it's not coming to the top of my head right now. Monkeypox usually lasts about two to four weeks. And these little these these things just show up all over your body. They just start popping out of your skin. It's freaking me out just looking at it right now. With everything else that's going on, the last thing we need is another virus. Monkey box! Just keeping an eye on it. Coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. And it has to do with a man in Florida um, who washed up on shore in a bubble. Well, uh, we'll give you the details next. Here on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans' only classic. Station J O here with you. Good morning. The Black Crows there. They played Hartford, Connecticut last night, and they were fantastic. The Jazz Fest, the, the first Friday night. I, I told Coleman. I I want to go to that show. I I've always loved the Black Crows, but um, they played New Hampshire. On Saturday night, and the reports I've seen on social media from both those shows last night and Saturday night, everybody saying they are absolutely fantastic it's It's only the two Robinson brothers from the original black crows it's the singer Chris Robinson and his brother rich Robinson, the guitar player but the uh the the rest of the guys they got in the band they're they're sounding uh Great. And I I enjoyed seeing those reports because I look forward to seeing them when they come and play here on that Friday night, that first Friday at Jazz Fest. It's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. Florida man washes up on beach in bubble like vessel. A Florida man inside a bubble-like vessel this past Saturday morning after an apparent attempt to walk on water. This guy has a bit of a history and this isn't the first time like this uh, something like this has happened. To him i i think he wanted to go to, to bermuda and then from bermuda to new york but he, but he was in this vessel and i'm i'm looking at the picture i mean it's round and he's inside of it, it again it's a it's a it's a bubble like vessel
2: a hamster ball
1: something like that coleman Flagler County, Florida deputies responded to calls from concerned citizens who spotted a strange vessel, a bubble-like vessel on the beach in the Hammock, Florida area. The vessel's sole occupant was discovered safe inside without any injuries. He told authorities that he had set off for New York. From St. Augustine from that area of Florida before encountering complications that brought him back to shore and that washed his bubble-like vessel on shore. The guy's name is Riza Baluchi and he's from Central Florida. He was attempting to run his floating vessel from Florida to Bermuda or travel north, up the coast, to New York, to raise money for charity. He he, he said, I, I guess he set out wherever the wind blew him. <laughs> That's where he was going to uh, end up. Um. He said, quote, my goal is not only to raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police department, raise money for the fire department, Uh, he he told the local news. Again, I don't know how possibly he would raise money by getting in this handmade bubble, putting himself in the water and trying to get to Bermuda or New York or or wherever the wind was going to blow him. He said, they are in public service, they do it for safety and, and they help other people um he's been rescued several times in his life in in previous years after setting off inside of these man-made bubbles these hydro bubbles
2: so let me ask you this does it count let's say you want to do something for charity right you want to you want to do a run maybe go kayak down in mississippi or maybe go walk on a, a on water in a bubble for charity if you don't succeed in your goal does the money not go to charity after that you should still be able to... The people who want the charity to happen should still make it happen and just give them an A for the effort, right? I don't know
1: where this charity was set up. I don't know where people would be able to send their money. This guy has a history of doing this. He. This is a guy that we used to call crazy, but you, know, you can't say that anymore about people.
2: This is a guy who obviously... Has mental illness. I don't know if he would have succeeded. We wouldn't have been calling him crazy. We would have been calling him adventurous and uh, an innovator. But it's the fact that he keeps failing at the attempt that makes it seem crazy to us.
1: It's, it's a man-made bubble type thing. He, he, it looks like there there are there are rafts around it. There's nothing electronic. There, there's nothing. It's it's like basically like a cage. It's it's a it's a round cage with. uh a couple of uh they look like large orange wheels, but they're they're the wheels have smaller orange they look like rafts or some sort of floating device inside of them, but the guy obviously has issues. so the uh the Florida man who, who washed up on a Florida beach in a in a man-made bubble again. In his life. It's it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. Here on Bayou 95.7 New Orleans Oldie, classic rock
0: station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.